Folks, your financial freedom is at stake when the government thrives on creating unrelenting inflation, an astronomical debt, crippling interest rates, and market turmoil that we haven't seen in decades. And now you have an administration that wants to tax everything that you have to fund runaway entitlement spending. You should empower yourself with opportunity and the freedom to pursue success and to keep the fruits of your hard work. And if you want to protect your future, you should call a precious metals dealer that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. And all it takes to get started is a short phone call. An American Hartford Gold can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They make it easy. American Hartford Gold is the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call today and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Call American Hartford Gold today at 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. That's 866 866- 887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. It's time to embrace the suck. Continually worrying about your investments dipping while the market remains extremely volatile? Pay attention to the companies where your money is located. Is it time to reevaluate your financial decisions or just continue to embrace the suck? Check out the Watchdog on Wall Street podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Mr. President, any reactions to who is saying going out of start? I don't have time. You got time? No. No, I have Big mistake. Mr. President, how He don't got time for you. Don't you ask him no question. The man doesn't have time for you. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. He doesn't have time. He's, and he cannot have time because he's properly resourced. He doesn't have to have time. I can't, I mean, he was asked about, uh, and I, I get, I'm getting really aggravated at the way that this is being presented and the way that the press is presenting this and the way that all the headlines, I told you this, I warned you this yesterday when I sent out one of the write-ups to subscribers about the START Treaty, I warned you guys that this was going to be how they're going to present it. And this, you know, I, I saw it, I was looking at everything that was coming up about it and I just knew that they were going to, it was going to be all hyperbole, like, oh, they just, they left the agreement. They left the agreement. Let's talk to the people instead of having this camera up here. So this whole issue with the START Treaty that I wrote about, nothing changes. Nothing changes. Your bemused curmudgeon told you this yesterday. Nothing changes on this. And this is one of the things that we're going to talk about top of the program because I think it's important I feel like they're trying they're fishing for something for like one other level of aggression so they can say look 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 we have to be super aggressive in return don't you feel like that I feel like they're just trying to ratchet it up Dana Lash here with you this Wednesday top of our first hour the piece that came out was called Putin saber rattles with start treaty now we talked a little bit about this yesterday but I for all of our subscribers, I compiled a bunch of stuff for you. I sent it out. It's very easy to read. I made it straight no chaser. The president of Russia had announced that they were going to suspend involvement because 
that suspending involvement is a is a way bigger thing than just leaving it all together. Now, the reason I say this isn't because I'm in any way, and I'm, I really want to just feed my fist to the face of people who constantly are like, oh, it just sounds like you're defending, because it's not it at all. It's, I don't want there to be hyperbole used as the, as the argument for increased aggression from the U.S. I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. And so he announced in his state of the state, and this was like right before Biden spoke, right before when Biden spoke in Poland. So he announced his, at, at his state of the or state of the nation. He said his state of the nation that he was suspending participation, but they're still abiding by all of the limitations. So all of the limitations on how many nukes each country can have. They're still abiding by all those caps. But the weird thing is, as I said, this is an announcement of an old development that doesn't have a change because it just means that Putin is running out of options and he needs to rattle the saber. The START treaty was considered Barack Obama's big foreign policy achievement, and we went over that. That was his, and so, and now you have Joe Biden who blew it all to kingdom come. That was considered, and it was back in 2010, that was his big thing, and, you know, they they had extended it to 2026. The treaty obliges each country to have no more than 1,550 strategic warheads, 700 launchers deployed within seven years. They got a resumption of on-site inspections. That halted when the original treaty, START treaty, expired last year. So the weird thing is, is that Russia, as I said, had already stopped complying with the treaty's verification last year, and that was a discovery that was made in April of last year. And announcing that they're suspending the participation now and they're not going to allow further inspections by NATO is not anything new. That's not a new development. But the way that it's being reported on by everybody in the press is that this is like a new development. It's a new development. This is brand new. Oh, my gosh. Everybody freak out. But it's not a new development. And in the and at all, I mean, they're and announcing that they're, they're the, the disallowing these inspections. They've already done that. They've already been accused of breaking this thing already. Now, the other thing that I found interesting was the head of the Wagner Group, the Wagner Group, yesterday blasted the Minister of Defense and others, saying that they were guilty of treason and that they were not adequately supplying his forces. That's the mercenary outfit that's run by this longtime Putin friend. I don't know if he's this friend. Is it his friend anymore? I don't think they're friends anymore. And they made first made headlines during the Donbass War, and they recruit heavily from the jails. They've been arguing with the defense ministry since the, uh, 2014. So the question is why the head of the Wagner Group, who's the little green men guy in Donbass, why they chose to go after senior leaders within the Kremlin now on video. I mean, I don't know if he doesn't want to be the fall guy, if he just wants to incite support from pro-Russian backers so that they can try to influence the Kremlin. I don't know what it is, but as I told you, there have been all these reports of palace intrigue for a long time. And I think that this signals disunity, this plus the START treaty, him saber rattling about this, where there's literally no change to any of it. That to me, that it seems like he's incredibly desperate. It sounds like he's incredibly desperate. And so they're they're trying to look like they are holding the line and they're tough, but they have but but in reality, they have no options And all 
all they have at this point is rhetoric. That's all they have. So that's all he, that's what this is. Nothing changes. And I thought it was interesting that they were very careful to say, oh, by the way, we're still acknowledging all of the, the caps. The way that the media has been reporting this, and this is the other aspect of it, is insane. The way they're reporting this, they're acting like he's, he's, he's totally leaving it. And oh my gosh, it's gonna, this means it's uh, going to be nuclear war. And then we had World War III trending all last night because of this, because of the way that the media handles it. They so desperately, and I cannot emphasize this enough, they so desperately want there to be uh, an, an, a, a development that they can point to and say, here is an increase in the ag- aggression. Here's another aggressive move. This is an increase in aggression. And this is why we have to do something. Look, this points to our need to be even more aggressive. That's what this is all about. And it's like people are pushing, trying so hard to push them into this, to push us into this based on you know, what, nothing. I mean, literally nothing has changed. So that's the frustrating aspect of this. And if you look, and I was looking all last night, and I was looking this morning too, that's all the media has been doing. I listened to a couple of breathless reports this morning, and I just, I wanted to roll my eyes so hard because there is literally nothing that has changed. But people want us so badly to get into some kind of conflict. That's what this is. It's the warmongering left and the neocons on the right. And so, uh, unfortunately, this means that you, I mean, you have to really read the read the pieces really kind of read between the lines because you can't trust a single thing that these people put out you cannot trust a single thing and then you have people on our side that try to repeat it and act all breathless and hysterical too literally nothing's changed people are freaking out over nothing good heavens and that's also i said this yesterday just going along with the idea that they were even following anything in the first place because they weren't so that's one of the things that we're watching today i told you it's a weird Got a weird day here. Now, the sanctions on Russia, because the president was announcing some sanctions, saying that we, uh, for their for their aggression, they haven't really knocked out their economy, though. I was reading a couple of different pieces on this. Uh, the sanctions against, they wanted new sanctions. I guess the old ones didn't work. In fact, they're the world's he- most heavily sanctioned country now, Russia is. The ruble took a little bit of a dive, but then it's been doing well because of, Really because of oil and gas, if we're being real about it. So this is, it's, it is uh, not as effective, I think, as see. That's why I was kind of, I thought, like, what else are you going to sanction? I mean, they've been sanctioned six ways to Sunday. I mean, do whatever you're going to do, but, you know. The, and they said that it was reported the ruble trades around the same $75 per, per dollar rate seen in the weeks even before their invasion. Um, now, granted, they're using capital controls to prop up their currency, Russia's economy did shrink, AP notes, uh, by a little over 2% in 2022, but that wasn't, people were saying it was going to shrink by like 15% or more. That's what the Biden administration was saying, and that never happened, because nothing ever happens that they say. Like how we're supposed to, you know, where everything's great and our eggs are affordable? Yeah. So I'm not surprised to see that they got this wrong either. And I don't, um, I do think it's kind of funny how they were saying, oh, well, you, you've got McDonald's and starbucks they're leaving russia and all of that yeah well they'll just like probably get like a you know knockoff brand of it the the, the point is that you can sanction russia all you want to but if they're if the country's going to buy their oil and gas those countries are going to continue doing business with russia especially if russia is going to offer it cheaper than what you know they're going to get it for elsewhere 
That's how they're playing this. But they're still broke. That's the big thing. They're still just broke. Now, and we still have no real... Somebody said that uh, it sounded as though that he was giving a stump speech. I don't know if he was giving a stump speech. I thought it was sounded he he was it sounded like he was speaking for NATO. But this, I do think the situation with projection on, you know, how in the how are you going to how are you projecting what what's the what is the plan here? What is how how are you going to get out of this? What is the plan? I think that's incredibly that's what's missing. That is the piece of the pie that's missing. Um and without any kind of t- without any kind of blueprint without any sort of explanation as to what united states interests are that necessitate us spending billions of dollars it just it looks disorganized disjointed and then that is an advantage for russia because that just drives fatigue if people keep seeing a headline after headline after headline after headline about us spending billions of dollars here people are going to get fatigued that's what's happening russia realizes this they realize that how many billions has it been like 200 something billion dollars at this point there's no deterrence the deterrence went away when biden was elected they don't have any strategy they're just sort of throwing weaponry throwing money and what is that doing absolutely nothing i mean you can't the thing is is that Sending someone a couple billion dollars, that's not going to win a war. Sending someone a bunch of tanks isn't going to win a war. Having a decent strategy, a good strategy, the winning strategy is what wins wars. This is Sun Tzu 101. I don't, I mean, I don't see what, I don't see where Biden has that. And it does seem like it keeps changing a little bit with Zelensky. But, you know, the bottom line is that, I mean, this is, I don't know. It's just, it is, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Now, Russia didn't help by, with their miscalculations, but we're certainly not helping on our end. I mean, this is, it is, it's with zero accountability. So that's just one of the things that, one of the things that we're kind of watching today. And I got some wokery for you as well. In the latest with media, I told you Don Lemon begins his training today. We're going to talk about that just a little bit here. Uh, there's a small GOP delegation that's being sent to Kiev to meet with Zelensky. Uh, it is the House Foreign Affairs Committee, Michael McCall out of Texas, four other Republican lawmakers. They already met. They met with Zelensky in Kiev. Actually, they think they just they, yesterday evening is when they got there. Uh, and they also had uh, Daryl Issa of California, Keith Self of Texas, Max Miller of Ohio, uh, Jake Elsie of Texas. The goal was to get a firsthand look at what's happening and have some oversight. And McCall wanted better insight into the, into the war. So they also met with the uh, prosecutor general, and then they had a, a, a press conference in Kiev. And they wanted to, they, I mean, I don't know what kind of oversight. I know that they were looking at like the, the missiles and they were trying to get like some kind of uh, inventory, take some inventory of, of all of the weapons that have been sent over and some of the new weaponry, but um, 
they were saying that the the Biden visit was a photo op and they really didn't do any of the stuff that the that the GOP delegation was doing. So so Valentine's Day may be over, but the need to say I love you is never over. You can say I love you over and over again with a meat subscription from Good Ranchers. Over 85 percent of grass fed beef sold in stores is imported from overseas. That doesn't say I love you. What does say I love you is 100 percent American hand trimmed steakhouse quality meat and seafood delivered right to your door. Right now, use Codena to get $30 off when you order any box from Good Ranchers. Ditch the usual gifts and say I love you with a subscription to American Meat instead. Snag your $30 off with my Codena at GoodRanchers.com today. With the 100% satisfaction guarantee, you can count on your monthly delivery of meat to always deliver the quality a great gift needs. Forget flower deliveries. Set up an easy, affordable, and delicious subscription to American Meat. delivered today by GoodRanchers.com and save $30 with code Dana. Say you're the best with the best meat in America from GoodRanchers.com. Good Ranchers American Meat delivered. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So this, we're going to try to get through this. Men who drink Coca-Cola... <laughs> I don't know what this means of women, but men who drink Coca-Cola or Pepsi have higher testosterone levels and bigger balls, says a study in rodents. A group of, ro- of mice were given pure Pepsi, Coca-Cola, or watered-down versions. A control group got tap water. They could drink as much as they wanted. Fifteen days later, the soda-drinking mice had bigger breasts and more testosterone. I have no idea what that means, but I... Because apparently sugary drinks, it contradicts studies that show sugary drinks and processed foods make men less fertile. The rats love the soda, so I don't know. Maybe just drink soda. What does that save the women, though? Uh, pickles are not going to be considered healthy because the FDA are a bunch of fascists, and they want to say that they're too salty. But your cereal, everything, everything also falls foul of this, like yogurt, cereal bars, everything. We're going to come back to that. Housing inflation cools. Home prices fall for the 12th straight month. We have a ton more, including... Yeah, the big government, like I just said, and the latest with China. Folks, are you concerned about American K-12 through education? Are you worried about what your children or grandchildren are learning or not learning in school? So if you've answered yes, my friends at Hillsdale College have a free resource for you. You've heard me talk about how Hillsdale College understands the importance of education to the future of our country. And now they're offering you 10 free print copies of their recent issue of Imprimus, entitled Education as a Battleground, written by Hillsdale College President Larry P. Arn. This special issue issue provides a factual account of the issues in the ongoing battle over education and why parents and teachers, not bureaucrats or activists, should guide what our children learn. With Hillsdale College, you can make a difference in your community by distributing these copies of Imprimus to your community. Don't miss this opportunity to arm yourself with the facts. Claim your 10 free copies of Education as a Battleground by visiting Dana4FORHillsdale.com. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com. Act today and join the battle over education for our country's future. That's Dana4Hillsdale.com. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And I just have to ask, because it did take you a couple of days to respond publicly, uh, or several days to respond publicly to this particular incident. Do you wish you would have spoken out sooner? Yes, I was uh, focused on just making sure that uh, our folks on the ground uh, were all set, but uh, could have spoken sooner about how strongly I felt uh, about this incident. And uh, that's a lesson learned for me. I was uh, making sure that we had, you know, people on the ground that, you know, they uh, had what they needed. What What did you specifically do, Pete? What did you, Pete Buttigieg, specifically do to make sure that people on the ground had what they needed? 
You didn't do a single damn thing. That's what you did. Nothing. You did nothing. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash, who doesn't like Secretary Mayor, new mom, Poot Buttigieg. I'm just, I'm not a fan of him because I can't, you know what? There's this problem. This is what I don't like. I don't like people who aspire to these positions, especially if they're appointed by elected officials and they want the title, but they don't want to do the work. They do not want to do the work. Is Trump there now or is he going to be there in a little bit? He's going there today. I saw something like his motorcade or whatever leaving. This was like a couple hours ago. So my guess is that he's probably there. So when is uh, Secretary Mayor Newmom, former mayor of South Bend, Pothole Pete going to be there? They said, because they weren't going to go until they saw that Trump was going to go. And then they're like, well, I guess we better go now. This looks kind of bad. And then Biden phoned it in literally from Poland. Actually, he was in Warsaw. He uh, said that it called up what is, I guess, the mayor of East Palestine spoke to him. But that was that was it. I mean, he he that was it. <laughs> Can you imagine like these people? Where are these people? I can't. I can't. y'all. I can't. <sighs> so he's going to go tomorrow. Juan says he's he's visiting tomorrow. Is he going to go there and make sure that the people he had helping to do stuff were doing the stuff that he had them help to do? Because right. y'all know he didn't do nothing. I just I have no faith in this dude. Okay, I no faith. This was this is the the lesson of thinking that you're going to be safe with putting these like leftover candidates in these positions because then something happens and then they have to work and they just didn't want to. They they can't handle it. I, I don't know what, what it is that he could do. Has he even been in his job for even long? I don't even know if he's been, how long he's been in his job. He had so much time off. So that's, that's what's happening. So Trump is there and he's Palestine as people are still dealing with the fallout. I'm really tired of the government officials and everybody else saying, oh, well, I think people are overreacting. You know, this is, you know, they, they said it was safe. Yeah, well, they said that the wreckage in 9-11 was safe, too, when you had all of these first responders going up there digging through the rubble. They said that was safe, too. You know what? The other thing that they said was safe, Kane, the commercial that we all have heard about. I'm almost convinced that I've had the water from Camp Lejeune at this point. Yep. Camp Lejeune. I mean... They all said it was safe. And look, it's so not, it was not safe at all. So I'm just saying, I don't really trust the government. I don't, I don't trust them. Don't look at the oily water and the dead fish. It's fine. <laughs> Go ahead and have a sip. Mmm. It's oily. <laughs> I don't know. Do you trust them? I mean, they've, you, they, people are still complaining about having, scratchy throats and and watery eyes and redness and and all of this other stuff they're still complaining about all of this and i just don't think that that something like that just is immediately swept away i just don't and and as long as it burned as many days as it burned but hey you know what now they're going to pay attention to it you see the photos if you're you can listen to the show coast to coast but if you're watching the simulcast that's on YouTube or Facebook or Channel 349 Direct TV via the first. I mean, that's I mean, that's not even Photoshop. That's the literal black cloud that was over the town. That's not in any way exaggerated. That was from the explosion and the continuous burning. <laughs> it's okay. Water's fine. <laughs> it's safe. It's safe. Go ahead and drink. It's super safe. It's safe. Mm. And he, then someone notices they're sprouting a nubbin from the corner of their neck, and that nubbin turns into its own head. It's because of the water in East Palestine. Think about this, too. 
if people want to move because they don't trust the the water and they think that their whole area has been contaminated, how are they going to sell their house? How in the world are you going to sell that house? How are you going to spend that on the market? These people are losing more than just health. They're losing property value because this disaster has now, everybody's going to, this town's going to be famous for this. Everybody's going to know it for that. I mean, that's, I just, this is the way it is, man. It's unfortunate, but this is, these are all of the other aspects that go along with it. And it's why $1,000 per person, sit down, son, with that, sit down. So a few other things to hit upon. Can we just talk real quick about the falling up the stairs? Can I ask how someone falls up the stairs? Now I bring this up because there's video out now of Joe Biden who was walking up the steps to, and there he goes, walking up the steps to Air Force One and he falls going up the steps. Now I've seen people fall down steps and trip over a step. I've never seen them fall up the steps. He has like, I'm just shocked that no one was right, was there. They're just, this was supposed to be his moment where he shows everyone how, look at me, I'm a strong old man. I can walk up the steps without falling up them. It just doesn't project. They're going to immediately inject him with like adrenaline and all the vitamins and probably feed him some rough greens. I mean, anything that they can do, you know, to get this guy, put stuff in full of some super beats heart juice, some rough greens, whatever we got, some black rifle coffee, have him gunk that down. Come on, put it all together. Got to get him up. Got to get him up. It's super important. Tastes great. I just, I don't, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. I just, it, it just doesn't look good. So he's finished doing whatever I guess he thinks he's doing there. But, I I don't know. They and Biden, as I said, made the call from Warsaw. He called uh, and was talking. There was a f- picture of him on the phone and that they sent out. I'm assuming that they that he was on the phone with someone from East Palestine, or maybe it was just a random, randomly generated photo. They just had a they just pulled a photo out of a file and and sent it out to the press. But he spoke to the Republican representative of East Palestine, Bill Johnson, some Democratic officials. He also talked to Republican Governor Mike DeWine. And they, I mean, he had to really hurry up and do it. And they're only doing it because Trump's there today. That's why. This is the only place that that doesn't work, though, is when Trump goes to the, it's like Trump goes to the border. They don't, they don't do anything. That's the only time that that actually doesn't really work. Now, a couple of other things we're going to touch on. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is now running for president, he says. He's joined the Republican field and he's going to take on the left and identity I'm sure he's a nice guy. I just don't care. Does that mean? Does it mean to say I'm in a real cynical mood today? Oh, wow. A billionaire who has no legislative experience and no voting record is going to run for office I don't know how, wh- how what is, where does Vivek Ramaswamy stand on guns? Where does, where does he stand on all of these issues? I just don't understand how anybody can be expected to get excited for a guy who's a virtual ghost. Like, how do you, you have no idea where they stand on anything. He's never, I mean, what, wokery and cultural stuff. Okay, but where, where does it come, like, on taxation, where do you stand? On abolishing the ATF and IRS, where do you stand? Where do you stand on foreign policy? Where do you stand on this? I mean, I'm just, don't you think that you should make more of an effort to introduce yourself? 
to the country before immediately running for office. Right? Because this guy, he might think that he has name like nationwide recognition because he's a multimillionaire. But that doesn't mean that he has it in reality. I just this is where this is where influencer stuff gets us. Every time Dick and Harry is going to be running for office. Wait a minute, I have I have five million followers on Instagram. I too am going to run for office. Here's my platform. I what is this platform? Do we know? Do we know where he stands on stuff? I mean, I follow politics. I mean, it's my job. And I mean, I, it, it, and I, so he opposes social justice activism. He opposes Wokery, opposes CRT. Okay, that's all great. He's, he's called the CEO of Anti-Woke by New Yorker. So I honestly think, I don't know, I think there, there's also probably like a purposeful move to overpopulate the field to give some people better chances. I also think that. I just, at this point, it's too important to sit here and fillet the egos of all these people. I mean, 2024 is going to be a serious, serious race. And I just don't have time for everybody's, you know, like ego thirst. I really don't. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yes, if ever, everybody can run for office and they should. But at the same time, this is the business of the country. And I always say this is show business, not show friends. I don't, I don't care about someone's ego. I don't care about, oh, go ahead and have your turn. You don't have a shot in hell of winning, but go ahead and have your turn. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's too serious. We're talking we could potentially be in a World War Three at this point by 2024. I don't know if our economy can take that much more. I mean, good grief. Look at the the lack of sustainability on areas where we should be dominant, like energy, for one. I mean, I'm not quite sure how much more this country can take, but I sure as hell know that the country can't take a bunch of ego driven, you know, influencers who everybody thinks that they have God's calling for the White House. I, I just don't believe that. Maybe I'm cynical or maybe I'm just tired of it. I don't know. I have to sit here and care about all these campaigns, all these other people like Tim Scott. God love you. You're not going to win. Nikki Haley is not going to win. Mike Pompeo is not going to win. They're not going to win because what is Mike? What does he been doing? I mean, he's real nice. I want him on to talk about them aliens. You know, I might change my tune just to get him answer to that question. But, you know, I, I won't. But I just am I being too mean? I just my, don't give a rat's ass. My perspective is it's all about the pack money or the book money. This oh, is, gosh, it's so annoying. This is what it's looking like to me at this point. We have a whole primary to go through still. I'm not. I'm less than interested in this. I don't even care. I, do you know where he stands on taxation? Uh, on taxation, no. I know that he's, uh, like you mentioned already, he's you know, anti-woke and all that. L- like I said, I think that everybody has a right to run for whatever office they want to. But I also think that with that right comes the responsibility to make sure that the American people are familiar with you before you start going out there and begging for their votes. And familiar with your positions. If you don't if you if none of you can tell me where this guy stands on some of the most important issues that we're facing, then what is the point of him running? Right? You, that's why people do exploratory committees. But everybody has turned this into a giant phallus measuring contest, and they're so eager, they're falling all over themselves to get out. It is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in politics. It's one of the dumbest things. It's like watching lemmings. It's just so stupid. I hate everybody. That's 2024, sweet meteor of death. All right. I, seriously, that's my, my mindset right now. It's ridiculous. All right, we've got a lot. You're lovable curmudgeon. We have a lot to get into. I got to tell you a story about this cat that was in my yard last night. If you watch Instagram, you know what I'm talking about. You don't know about this cat? 
so real quick, I'll set you up. I don't know nothing about cats. I'm actually legitimately allergic to them. Like I break out in hives, my chest tightens. Like I've had like actual like allergy blood tests all the whole nine yards. So I'm like super allergic to cats. This cat was in my backyard last night and I, and my youngest was outside with our dog and I was inside and I heard weird noises like a woman being horrifically murdered and not just any woman, but like an older woman. And I thought, the hell is going on here? So I walked outside and that's when I heard, you know, this cat. And it was a pretty cat. I, I assume every animal is a he. I will immediately assume your gender and I call everything he. So I didn't, because I have never, I've never even, I don't know if I've ever even held a cat. I don't know what they do. It's like a weird alien to me. And everybody, I asked cat Instagram, cat Instagram came and clutch me and they were like, that cat is in heat. It's weird. Cause I was like, what's wrong with it? Why is its butt all weird? Like why it looks like it's broken and it's twist. It's weird. It was twerking. That cat was twerking on my patio, Kane. That's ultimately what was going on. And I just wanted to make sure that it was not dying and that I didn't need to be doing nothing with it. You know, that it was, you know, even though I hate cats and it'd probably make me short of breath, I still didn't want it to be suffering, you know. So, no, no, it was just, it was just being a whore. That's all that cat was doing. Yeah, so I left it outside. That was wild, but I, I, there's no way I could bring it inside or any, because Rocco would kill it in a second. Rocco already tried to kill it, and that's why I went out there, because I was like, oh, got to intervene, because the youngest was doing everything he could. It was rough. It was a rough evening. And then, and then she, like, wailed forever, like someone was beating an old woman outside of the, outside of the house. What the world is that? So maybe I'll tell you about how I chased down all, what I thought was a dog, and it wasn't. It was a coyote, um, you know, because I saw a puppy. That's a whole other story. I'll tell you. Shut up. I'll tell you about that later. It's a weird week here at the House of Lash. Folks, your financial freedom is at stake when the government thrives on creating unrelenting inflation and astronomical debt, crippling interest rates, and market turmoil that we haven't seen in decades. And now you have an administration that wants to tax everything that you have to fund runaway entitlement spending. You should empower yourself with opportunity and the freedom to pursue success and to keep the fruits of your hard work. And if you want to protect your future, you should call a precious metals dealer that I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. And all it takes to get started is a short phone call. An American Hartford Gold can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They make it easy. American Hartford Gold is the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call today and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Call American Hartford Gold today at 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. That's 866 866- 887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. You're not a new generation. You're 51. What are you talking about? You're 67. What are you talking about, Karen? Compared to DC, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. Because that's, uh, that's our name, Karen woman's name is Karen. You know that? I changed my name, too. No offense to all the Karens out there. Don't send me your mail. I'm going to print it out and run it over with my little mini segue that I got from Mother's Day. I will. 
Uh, welcome back to the program. Your bemused curmudgeon here, Dana Lash. They're still fighting over the whatever woman in her prime. I don't know. All because of what Don Lemon said. He's apparently, he's he's going into training, remember? I told you that yesterday. He tweeted this morning, something, something, I don't even remember it. Blah, blah, blah. You know, working with people, happy to be back, whatever. That He still has never apologized to the woman that he actually said this about. That's not important to the left, right? It's a hit and run. It's not important to the left. Were there, there, he's not ever going to, because he really does believe this. That's why he's dancing around saying, I'm sorry for saying this. He's almost 60 years old and he got mad about a chick who's nine years younger than him just because she was a Republican. I mean, I, you know what makes me mad? That I got to sit here and play in the sandpit of identity politics because I have morons who constantly drag it back there. It is so infuriating. I want to be like, I'm so done with this. I'm done with, the, with all the identity politics stuff. I want to I be there, but at the same time, it's incredibly frustrating because I got these goofballs that are, that are, still, um, deal, that are still dealing with this. It's insane. Stop it. Stop. So... Coming up in our next hour, I got some stuff for you. We've got some foreign policy. We've got some 2024 stuff. I'm going to explain that downgraded charge. It's not really a downgraded charge. It's an enhancement uh, that was on one of the manslaughter charges for the Alec Baldwin, that case. I'm going to explain that so you can kind of understand it. I know his attorneys are spinning it as a win, and it's not a win for them in the slightest. Uh, but I'll I'll kind of give you a rundown on on what that's all about. I have wokery tech, all kinds of stuff. Don't go anywhere. We got our second hour on the way. Your lovable curmudgeon here. Back after this. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. So if you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. Resolve now to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. The Patriot Mobile 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call them at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 878-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 878-PATRIOT. Terry, what do you have to say? Hi, how are you? Jenny Terry at the Daily Caller News Foundation. What do you have to say to the folks in Ohio, East Palestine, who are suffering right now? Well, I've referred to about a dozen interviews I've given today, and uh, if you'd like to arrange a conversation, uh, make sure you reach out to the press office about you don't have a message here. for them? I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, <laughs> right now I'm taking some personal time and I'm walking okay. down the street. Are you going down there? <clears throat> What's up? Are you going down there at all? Um, yep, yeah, I am. When are you going? Uh, I'll share that uh, when I'm ready. Okay, thank you. Can I, get a, can I get a photo? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You're kidding me. So that's the transportation secretary. I'm taking some right now. I'm taking some personal time. Um, yeah, I'm taking some personal time. Can't answer. You don't get personal time. You've had enough personal time. You took two months off your job for babies you didn't even have yourself, which kind of, I think, you know, sort of makes a mockery of the job that women got to do, 
with birthing them babies. You take two months off and didn't do your job, didn't even talk to anybody according to FOIA requests. Now you're telling this reporter from Daily Caller, well, I just, you know, I'm taking some personal time so I can't answer your questions. Why don't you go ahead and take some personal time right the hell out of the office? Yeah. Should do that. Welcome back to the program. Top of our second hour. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. You can listen, folks, from sea to shining sea. And also watch the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show on YouTube, Facebook, or Channel 349 Direct TV via The First. One of the things that he did not say in his little walk and talk is that he'd waited over two weeks to say a single thing. He didn't speak up about all of it until people all over Ohio were complaining about the sore throats and the uh, sick, the symptoms that they had and talking about the dead wildlife and their pets getting killed and all kinds of stuff. And he admitted yesterday, no, sorry, Monday, that he, quote, could have spoken out sooner. And so he's just out and about doing his thing and he's saying, no, I can't, I can't talk to you. I don't have time. I don't have time to talk to you. I'm taking some personal time. That's Ginny Terror who had, who had asked him these questions. Well, I've given a dozen interviews today. Oh, my gosh, you had to do some work? You had to give a dozen interviews? Wow, who is the hardest working person in government? I mean, gosh, it's Poot. He's just the hardest working person in government, Kane. Stop asking. He's had to give tons of interviews. Tens of interviews, guys. Oh, I mean, you think your life is hard? <laughs> Come again. His life is so hard. I just, uh, he is so unlikable. He has ducked, all, well, he's ducked all kinds of meetings. The FOIA request I was telling you about. When he was on leave during the whole supply chain crisis, all the records show he was not having a single bit of work. And they said that, the, well, the FOIA request, the transportation de, uh, department acknowledged they were trying to stonewall it despite, you know, the, the legal fight. And he abdicated entirely his cabinet-level duties. He was not, he was literally not doing any work for two months in the middle of a supply chain crisis. By the way, he took five times the amount of leave uh, then 70% of dads who take time off for a newborn. Five times the amount of leave. That's crazy. 70% of fathers who take time off for a, a newborn don't get that kind of time. And he had said, he said at the time, quote, well, given the nature of my job, when you take a job like mine, you understand and accept, you know, you're going to have to be available. He goes, you know, and I did, you know, even if I had to make a decision from the hospital room, except the FOIA requests show that he actually did not take any. He was MIA for two months. That department ran itself. He entirely abdicated his duties. And every single time, like, for instance, all these lawmakers, when they reached out, he declined invitations to discuss bridge funds or this highway project or this or that. Uh, Chuck Rasley's office had shared one reply he got, quote, unfortunately, the secretary is on leave due to the birth of his twins. Uh, that's going to lead to a delay in possibly scheduling in the future. He was completely MIA. And. I mean, this and this was in the fall of 2021. He wasn't even a year into his job and he took two months off. 
That's more than a lot of people. I mean, again, more than dads get. It was five times the amount of leave that dads get. I know some women who go back to work sooner than that. That was just him being lazy and entitled. He's a lazy and entitled brat. Him and his snappy ass husband. They both are. Let's not pretend otherwise. It's just, it's a, it's shameful. They and and it all could have been too better organized. So now he's like, well, I'm taking some personal time. That's all he does is take personal time. All he does is take personal time. He thinks that his job is doing a couple of TV hits and that's it. Then he takes government jets to Europe and watches different games over there. Then he he takes a leave. He he goes here to this vacation because he was on one vacation already before he and his his spouse took a, a jet, a government jet over to Europe to watch a soccer match. I mean, he's he always takes personal time. Here's the thing. When you decide to play the Game of Thrones and you want a government job and you want to be in the cabinet, you want to be in the administration, you don't get personal time. You are ours. If you're getting our taxpayer dollars, and especially if you're barely doing any work to get it, we control your time. You don't get personal time. That concept does not exist for you. You are not special because you're in an elected office and you get to say, oh, well, or an appointed office and you get to say, well, you know, this is my time. You don't get that. You forfeit that by way of seeking a taxpayer funded office. And if you don't want to give up your time or be held accountable for every minute of your life, then I suggest that you don't try to make your living on the teat of the government. I cannot stand this dude. He's so done after this, though. That's the good news. The good news is that he will never be successful in politics again. If Democrats ever thought that he was going to help them out in the future races or be a contender, they learned that real quick. He, like AOC, they love talking if it's about themselves. And they love the titles, but they don't love the work. They are the Meghan Markles of American politics. Apparently, she wants to go into politics, too, which is befitting because these are people who love the titles but won't do none of the work. Mm-mm-mm. By the way, I don't follow the whole air and the spare, but I do love South Park and they just savaged them so bad. And I read this headline where it says that she was she had hurt feelings because of it. Like her people are putting that out there. You hurt her feelings. Nobody cares if her feelings are hurt. Now they understand what we all had to endure by listening to this guy talk about his frostbitten schlong and everything else in his book and trash his family and then think that they're going to come over here and try to make a run at politics. I mean, you're talking about people who literally lobbied members of our government signing their name as from the Duchess. No one cares about the Dutch ASS. Nobody cares. (sighs) Anyway, I'm still watching that video of Biden falling up the stairs. I, did, I, ex- I just realized I, ha- I had it accidentally up and it was like on loop. I don't know who did that, but it was. Um, I am, yeah, amazed at, at that thing, at that whole thing. So we'll see. We got, we got Trump that's in, he is in uh, East Palestine, Ohio. I don't know if we're, well, I mean, we'll see. I guess Poot's going to be out there. Biden's not going to go. He's too busy. He's going to have to recover. He's probably going to call a lid for a number, you know, really early for a number of days in a row because he's going to be exhausted having coming back from Poland. So who knows when we'll see him pop up again. This, uh, I, I, I had, a, I have a couple of other things here, including this piece that has to do with Virginia Military Institute alumni. And it's a piece on Wilgery here. So 
some Virginia Military Institute alumni are furious because the college has decided to get involved in, you know, the, what is it, the DEI, the DEI stuff. So they're getting involved in, you know, this, the, all the big DEI pushes, etc. And they said that the, they broke, it broke out into chaos. One of the oldest military colleges broke out into chaos because former students launched online warfare against the superintendent for pushing diversity, equity, and inclusion policies. Now, of course, the left is like, oh, but it's the first black superintendent. So you guys are racist, even though it's, you know, a, an assortment of people. It is the Virginia Military Institute. It's been going since October 2020. That's when Ralph Northam had an investigation into reports of widespread racism. And as it turns out, the superintendent is just trying to push cultural Marxism throughout the school. And the people who are tired of it are retired army majors and, and um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And they're, they're, they, they think that, which, you know, it sounds like this guy should go. This has, this has no place in a military college, this DEI stuff. This has not anything to do with military readiness. And so they've, they've been putting out like all the, I mean, they've, they've been getting pretty, they're pretty gung-ho about it. They've had like, you know, graphics made. They've had all this like online warfare that they've been doing to try to hold the superintendent accountable because it is cultural Marxism. I mean, they're worried about enrollment. They're talking about enrollment declining. And, but everything is racist and misogynistic and et cetera, et cetera. I'm telling you, as somebody with military age kids, there's no way. Why would you send your kids off to an institution that is less about being a fighting force and more about scrambling brains for cultural Marxism and lecturing everybody about toxic masculinity? Toxic masculinity has saved this country's backside repeatedly. Toxic masculinity helped build the culture. And I will say it's not toxic. But you know the toxicity that I do see is this toxic feminism, this toxic wokery, this toxic cultural Marxism. That is the toxicity that is so prevalent in our culture. That is the toxicity that's contributing to a downfall in relations amongst every group. That is the toxicity that is driving disunity and division. It's not anything with these guys. They're, 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 we're worried about the enrollment of cadets. And it just amazes me how people think that in order to accommodate one group, you have to tear down another group. It's just, it's awful. So no wonder people have been speaking out about this. They have every right to. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. I say I vote for just like doing some karaoke with Bill Withers tracks for the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm like down with that, right? And some air bass. Does anybody do air bass? <laughs> I don't know. All right, all right. Let's get let's see, we get serious news here, people. Apparently, naked mole rats. I read this and I could not figure out how this is even possible. They, they're U.S. scientists say that naked roll, naked mole rats may hold a secret to reversing menopause because they're able to make eggs outside of the womb. All this sounds nasty. They say that it opens the door to treatments for eternal fertility. Do do people want that though? I mean, do you want to be like 80 years old having babies because it's like at some point that's old, man. And it's tiring, and you just want them kids out of your house. And so you can go on vacation, right? I'm just saying. 
So they say that naked mole rats, they've been stud- studying this. They're disgusting looking. That's real. They look like they look like uh, dried skin. It's just gross. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is the story from Rolling Stone. Trump used $10 million of donor money to pay his personal legal bills. Well, he wouldn't have had to use any donor money to pay personal legal bills if you people had engaged in a personal witch hunt that necessitated some personal legal bills. I mean, is this surprising? I mean, do, they, do people at Rolling Stone get stupider and stupider every year? Yes, they do. Golly. I have just feel no kindness in my heart today at all, right? So sit by the sit, sit here next to me and let's talk about people. Uh, Nebraska is joining other states to fight WOTUS rule. Oh, I'm fascinated. What does WOTUS mean? Waters of the United States. It's a new rule defining them. So it's the UN, it's the EPA, and the Army Corps engineers. They're publishing a new rule about a key decision. Blah blah blah. It's about dredging wetlands and waterways. I've heard stories like with this rule, it can be greatly abused. Oh, here's a trickle on your driveway. It's a WOTUS. It's a WOTUS. I just, I've heard some, I mean, that might seem like I'm exaggerating, but some of the stories that I've heard from people are pretty hardcore, so I don't know. Uh, Also, here come paid accounts for Facebook and, and, and Instagram. So now you can pay to have a blue check mark. You can pay for the privilege of getting throttled and abused and suppressed. Sounds like something fun to spend money on. Just just set your money on fire. NASA's James Webb Telescope spots six galaxies that are so old they need naked mole rats to help reverse their menopause. No, they found six galaxies that are so old they shouldn't exist. In uh, dis- they shouldn't exist, and so people are like, maybe our understanding of cause of, of all the cosmology is wrong. Maybe. Or maybe it's aliens. Oh, man, I have an alien story for you. I send this stuff to my husband and he laughs at me. These two dudes are like are raising the uh, raising the alarm on some of the stuff, some some spooky stuff that they've seen. That's all. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll, we'll talk about it here coming up. We're going to talk about some UFOs. They're Air Force veterans. They were turning off nuclear warheads. Not them, but the aliens, apparently. We're so going to talk about this. Stay with us. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. The first thing I would say is anybody experiencing any adverse health impact, they should seek medical attention from their primary doctor or I was with the governor yesterday and they just opened a new clinic where, we, where they can guide people to seek medical attention. Uh, you know, I see them. I hear them. I'm not second guessing their experiences. I mean, but what I can say is uh, the water that has been tested and the air that has been tested uh, is coming back with no adverse health impact levels. I mean, I'm not going to second guess your opinions, but, you know, I mean, the air and water are safe, but I'm not going to second guess, you know, if your lips go numb or if you're choking to death after drinking dead fish and frog water. I'm just not going to second guess your opinions. I mean, it's safe, but. You know, if your experience is that you, you're dead because you drank the water, I'm dead not going to second guess you being dead. <laughs> Just, uh, that's, the, that's the EPA head, Michael Reagan. He sounds full of confidence. I don't know about you, but I, I listen to that guy and I'm like, now there's a government official I can trust. <laughs> right? You, got, you all feel that way too. Yes, you do. No? You guys don't? You don't feel that way? No. Neither do I. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Uh, we, yeah, I, I had to play that soundbite because that was, that's ridiculous. 
Does that sound? I'm not going to second guess anybody's opinion. Well, why are they fe- having? Why are so many people having these experiences? Why audio sum by ten? Yeah, listen to this. Listen to this. Well, uh, if we're talking the Ohio Dr. Fauci's, uh, we can go and you know they're going to try to point it towards having COVID-related symptoms, but we obviously know that's not the case. This is an East Palestine resident. It's the COVID. No, it's the dead fish water. He was coughing up blood. It's the COVID. It's made me cough up blood. New symptom of the COVID. You know, I you cough up blood <laughs> like fish guts. How did you get fish guts? I don't know. I drank the water. I don't know what happened. Man, I'm not making light of it, but that's how ridiculous these people are. Well, I mean, I don't want to second guess your experiences, but if your lips go numb and then, you know, your flesh starts to rot away off your bones, it might be because, I mean, maybe you've been, I don't know if you've been poisoned, but it sounds like the air is clean. We tested it. COVID. Sounds like you may have the COVID. It's new, it, it mutated. <coughs> now it's, and it's only in this area in East Palestine that it did this. It's crazy. It's just very... It's right there. <laughs> Anybody who's had the water is, that's just, that's not a cause. That, that's just, it's just an aside. I can't. Okay, you know what we need to talk about right now? Yeah. We need to talk about Kane. Yeah. Aliens. Mm-hmm. I used to think somebody was whistling this when I was a kid. No, it's just a Casio. Two Air Force vets have testified to Pentagon's UFO office about seeing mysterious objects turn off 10 nuclear warheads and blast test missiles out of the sky at U.S. bases. <gasps> they told Daily Mail, these Air Force veterans, that they've testified, their, testified about their experiences. Former officer Robert Salas told of his encounter with an orange flying disc that turned off 10 warheads at Maelstrom Air Force Base in Montana in 1967. Dr. Robert Jacobs has briefed the office on footage he shot for the Air Force in 1964 that allegedly caught a flying saucer shooting a test missile out of the sky. It sounds like they're very responsible aliens, I gotta say. If they're doing this, they're just like batting our hands away. Like, no nuke for you. <laughs> Stop it, you silly human. Stop it. <laughs> just They sound like they sound like Big Al from South Park. I didn't mean for that to happen, but just, but they, did they though? Dr. Jacobs said he had a 35 millimeter film that he shot in 64, caught a flying saucer shooting a test missile out of the sky. How would other people not see that though? Right? Somebody always sees something. It's the nature of the land. Somebody somewhere seeing something always. That should be an acronym on a t-shirt. Like that dude up in Billings who was like, what's that? Right. Takes a picture and it's a whole national story. They're just, something. somebody always sees something. These guys don't have any reason to lie. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, I look, I that it's turning off warheads though. It sounds like they're there to me. And I am a cynic, so please keep this in mind. I will immediately assume the worst thing. But when I hear about this, I'm like, sounds like they're kind of responsible aliens, doesn't it? Like, they're just like, oh, no, you ain't doing all this. You're not testing all this stuff. You're not going to be, you're not going to be doing all this. I find that very interesting. They said that uh, they had both testified and they, interesting stuff. Do you think that it happened? I don't know what other explanation could be. 
I mean, and that's really when Cold War was all kicking off. That's like if aliens were going to be very concerned about any kind of nuclear activity, it'd be that time. Not now, but it'd be that time. Just saying. Just saying. Just think that, you know, I don't know. I, I got to tell you about my story last night. Speaking of aliens, I don't know what. I, I was talking about the cat story. So I've had two interesting animal experiences in the past week. And I have a history of interesting animal experiences um i've gotten in i probably the only child who's ever gotten into a fight with a goat at a petting zoo because they ate my shoelaces and made me mad and then i told you before has one ever heard the story about the slap fight with the chimpanzee i don't know have you have you heard it yeah you've heard it okay so i was telling you about the cat because i've never been around cats before i'm i'm legitimately allergic to them um, I get itchy, I break out, my chest gets tight. I mean, I, and I've been tested. I get very allergic to them. And, and uh, chicken feathers. But I don't care, I want chickens. Anyway, so, you know, we had this cat. I thought, I thought this cat was dying, and as it turns out, it was not. Uh, it was just twerking on my patio. But then the other day, I saw, uh, I was running an errand, and I saw, because everything is smaller down here in terms of animals. They say everything is bigger in Texas. The people telling you that are lying if they also include deer and coyotes. The deer down here are small. It's you're almost like it's you're it's like I don't know what it is. It's like eating Fisher Price deer. I it's, they're tiny. They're so they're not big like they are in Missouri. Deer in Missouri are huge. Down here they're not like that. And coyotes are the same way. Like up north they're way bigger. Down here not so much. So I keep seeing enough of the stuff on like the neighborhood cameras and that. Oh, there's a coyote in the area. There's a bobcat in the area. I love it when suburban people freak out over wildlife. It's amazing. So I was out doing my errand, right? And I'm driving on a less populated road in a suburban area. And it's by this water reservoir. And I see this like sick looking dog. Kind of like a gray sick looking dog. Looks like something's all messed up with its fur. And he was right on the sidewalk and he was clearly uncomfortable. And he was, there was a car in front of me that was driving slow, looking at it, trying to figure out what it was. And then they drove away. And then I, you know, I'm driving real slow and I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh man, I feel one puppy. <laughs> like I, this is sad. Like there's something wrong with this dog. And I'm, you know me, I'm a dog person. I will jump into the fray to save a dog. So I'm like, man, you know, I'm going to see if I can like get out because I'm also apparently stupid. I'm going to see if I can get out and just you know, check on this dog because it looked like it had mangers. It looked like it needed help. And this dog was not, he was very worried about its his safety. And I assume every dog's a he. It is, he was very concerned about his safety and he did not trust me. So I pull up and I get out of my car and I'm, you know, the dog's trotting away like I do not trust you. And his tail was down. And as I got closer, I mean, his feet were a little bit bigger. And then I th- started thinking, well, hell, this might be a coyote. And I still kept walking after it like a moron. I'm like chasing this coyote. And then there was one voice that was telling me, you know, coyotes can also be pets, Dana, you know, all throughout history. And I was like, shut up, little me. We're not having this conversation. It could be an actual legitimate coyote. I'm going to get killed to death because of this coyote. This is, you know, and I'm chasing a coyote. So I did think better of it. I still felt I kept an eye out for it. And I did return to my car. We almost may not have had a radio show anymore, Kane. Who knows? Is that close? But how messed up? My first thought was puppy. I mean, (laughs) I don't even know. 
Like when I heard that cat howling last night, I was like, there's an old woman getting murdered in my yard. That's where my head goes. I'm like, I gotta go help this old woman. Then I get out there and I'm like, Rocco's out there. I gotta save Rocco from this old woman getting murdered in my yard. That's my thought process. And I go out there, this is a cat in heat. And, and people, by the way, I asked cat Twitter, I was like, or cat Instagram. I was like, all right, cat Instagram. I got to ask you a question. And I don't care how dumb it sounds. I've never been around cats because of my allergy. I've never been around them. So I don't know their behavior. They're weird. I think they're aliens. This is why we're, we went to talk about this after talking about the alien thing. Because I just, I don't have any experience with them. I'm going to tell you what, cat Instagram showed up. It was like their national duty. I put out the call and they're like, we're here for duty we're here to answer your questions ask us about cats they were very excited and all in this they totally saved me because i think they thought it was going to be a much more difficult problem than it was and i feel like they were a little let down because they realized oh no oh no girl that's mm -mm." so i was like this cat's bad i called my mom i facetimed my mom i was like ma look at this cat I'm like, there's something wrong with this cat. This cat is broken. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I think its back is broken. Why is its ass up in the air? I think its cat, this back is broken. And it was a whole thing. Anyway, I just needed to give you some insight in what, now you can understand why I'm a lovable curmudgeon, but a cynic and a curmudgeon all the same. Because n- even the animals will betray you. It was weird, man. And that thing yelled. I, it wasn't yelled. It didn't howl. It yowled. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you? Shut up. It's like a drunk girl in a bar. Shut up. This cat was like, I want more Zima. <laughs> Just so bad. It was so bad. Oh, my gosh. So that's my story. Now you, let's get back to meat and potatoes. I had to share it. I felt silly, by the way, asking for help. But I didn't feel bad because I'm like, this animal, if it needs help, I want to make sure I'm helping it. Even if it's a cat, you know. I need to, I want to make sure I'm helped. Like, I, I hate spiders, but if I feel like the spider is not going to kill me and it just wants to get outside and do its thing, you know, I'll help it with my eyes closed, you know, and I'll kick it out or something. I don't know. All right, let's move on to some other stuff. I wanted to explain for you, to you this Alec Baldwin thing. I wrote about this the other day. The uh, prosecutors downgraded the charge in this case. They didn't really, so let me explain this. He's, he's, has, he's got two manslaughter charges, right? Uh, for the shooting death of Helena Hutchins. And the way that his lawyers were presenting this, so it's a victory for Alec Baldwin's lawyers. He's got a, he's got a charge downgraded. They removed, a, they removed a firearm enhancement charge. Now, the firearm enhancement charge was going to carry an additional five-year minimum sentence, prison sentence. So... So he faces two counts of involuntary manslaughter for shooting and killing Helena Hutchins, and he wounded, wounded the film's director, Joel Souza. The enhancement on one of the charges is called a firearm enhancement charge, and it was something that passed after, and this is what's going to come key, uh, it p- passed after Hutchins was killed. Carries a minimum five-year prison sentence, and it concerns the possession of a firearm and commission of a felony. And it was br- previously described as brandishing. Uh, during a like quote drug transaction aggravated battery or serious violent offense now what the legislature did there in, in new mexico is they broadened the scope of the statute they removed the word brandishing and they added a five-year penalty for discharging a firearm in the commission of a non-capital felony and so his lawyers were arguing that you know the charge was an app and they're right i mean you can't apply the statute after 
the statute was made law after the crime. So the statute is inapplicable then because they don't practice what, you know, was, you know, ex post facto, meaning you're not going to sit here and charge people under laws that don't exist at the time that the crime was committed. And so it's not a win. And and they were going to sit here and file motion after motion after motion, and they were going to stall it all out. So, I mean, it, it was the right move to drop that enhancement. But what gets me is that that's the exact type of gun law that he would have absolutely championed for anybody else. But, you know, for him, he didn't want to. It's just interesting. So he's, I mean, I think he would be in jail if he was anyone else. Now, you have to think about this. You get that elderly Arizona rancher who lives on the border. He's in jail on a million dollar bond because he used lethal force to defend himself against a repeat illegal entrant that worked with the cartels, apparently. So that guy's in jail on a $1 million bond, and Alec Baldwin's out running around free, going on vacations, doing other movies, all this other kind of stuff. And imagine if that rancher, George Allen Kelly, was Alec Baldwin. It's just amazing. It's, it's privilege. They're privileged, for sure. We have more on the way. we got Florida Man coming up. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. So, a couple of things here, <clears throat> some of which I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to share all of these or not, because, hmm, some, I, I do still think that some people send me stuff just to see if I'm going to do it. All right, so this Fort Myers guy, I love key lime pie. I don't know how you disrespectfully consume it. That was my first question when I saw this headline. And this guy in his mugshot, I mean... Fort Myers man arrested after disrespectfully consuming key lime pie. Key lime pie is so good. So that's uh, the headline. Now, the what ended up happening is that this guy, he had the pie. He had it in his refrigerator. He warned other people in the house to not eat the pie. He made it as a gift for his mom. And then apparently somebody ate a piece of it that made this guy mad. He confronted the guy who ate the pie in the house. This is one of the worst written stories, by the way, over at NBC Channel 2 in Fort Myers. You need to fire Teddy Byrne, who's one of the worst writers you've ever had. I mean, this guy needs to go back to J school. It's not even funny. It was Lee County Sheriff's Office and uh, because they ended up getting into a fight and one guy dumped large glasses of water all over the victim. Uh, and apparently that meant an, a charge of battery on a person 65 years or older how is that even and the guy was arrested as an old dude so i'm like well wait a minute if he's 64 and the guy's 65 does that mean it's what it kind of seems like yeah so a florida man built a backyard swimming pool shaped like a hand handgun as one might it's actually an interesting pool although i don't know if the shape is conducive to like swimming but you know lewis minardi of odessa florida did it he built a new backyard pool I mean, there you go. He's like, everyone thinks I'm crazy, but it looks great, I have to say. It looks like it's a revolver. Stay with us. Third hour on the way. Well, I I would say to you two things. Number one is I fully supported uh, Florida's initiative to protect kids and protect parental rights. I was just in Iowa last week where literally there's a school, the Linmar Community School, uh, will allow a student to get a gender transition plan without parental notification or approval. Right. So we I fully support what Florida did about protecting kids under the third grade. But I, I, I have concerns right. 
about the follow-on. Look, Disney stepped into right. the fray. They lost. Uh, but then they, but the, the became idea a, became going after their taxing authority, became, right. I, you know, I... That was that was beyond the scope of what I, as a conservative, limited government Republican, would be prepared to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that that's. I don't really think that a conservative, limited government person can be taken seriously if they're misrepresenting what actually happened there, and that's what Mike Pence is doing. Welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. Top of our third hour, and this, I think that this is purposeful conflation and it's misdirection and i'm just so tired of people pretending to be economically illiterate and not understanding what happened with the reedy creek situation so you had disney that was acting as though it was not part of florida government it was its own government it had special tax status it was exempt from a ton of different oversight things that actual conservatives would call cronyism things that actual conservatives would say isn't in keeping with a level playing field for all businesses see it's democrats that like special privileges for corporations not conservatives conservatives don't like that well i mean maybe mike pence does maybe mike pence does like it and look i've i don't dislike mike pence he's been on the program before But I think either he doesn't know enough about this issue and, you know, the the situation with state and local economics or he does and he's just trying to hope that you don't. And that's what this is about. So just to so you understand, this all situates on the Reedy Creek Improvement Act. This was something that was done in 1967. And they wanted to create for Disney specifically, they wanted to make it its own special, super special, precious little municipality, right? And so they had, I think, what, almost 30,000 acres at the time that they had. They, they had a self-rule preferred uh, special tax status. And in looking at, going back and looking at, and this is at the Reedy Creek Develop, the Reedy Creek Improvement Act, the, the website. Uh, in 1967, the state legislature working with Disney created a special taxing district, et cetera, et cetera. Now, here's the thing. DeSantis didn't do this by himself. It had, it had to have been done by the state legislature at the time, as it was in 67. And it had to be undone by the state leg- legislature, which it was done under DeSantis. So for Pence to to present it this way, what he's trying to say is that he's hoping that you don't understand that the state legislature, in fact, acted and that it wasn't just DeSantis. And he's trying to make it out like, oh, well, this is DeSantis punishing Disney, uh, you know, and doing this. I mean, if you're going to be a limited government conservative, then be a limited government conservative. But being a limited government conservative doesn't mean that you take a position in favor of special accommodations for corporations if you think that it hurts a potential challenger to your 2024 ambition. Because that's not being a limited government conservative. That's being a swamp creature who is more in line with progressive behavior than anything that we've seen from limited government constitutionalist and quite frankly i think that it's a little bit below the belt for someone who likes to wear you know his faith as publicly as he does this is why i tell people the bigger the cross on cable news the more deceitful they are in real life i say that from personal experience with these people so many of these political people all right so 
the and it wasn't retaliatory although you can go ahead and think it's retaliatory do you honestly think that disney deserves to have like all of these special accommodations particularly after everything that they've done and you have to keep in mind too they had their own board that were that were revolting against them nelson pelt had a, he led a whole takeover so i mean this this is all stuff to consider the people who are presenting this to you any other way are lying to you this wasn't done with the pen um it was done with the state legislature. The state legislature did this, and only the legislature could do it because the legislature did it back in 1967. I mean, he wanted the idea, he wanted to see Disney's tax status revoked, and a law was drafted to that effect, and that's what ended up happening. I get so aggravated sometimes even with our side. You know, we, we deal with enough fake news with the uh with the left we don't need to deal with it from people on the right so they have their the the whole preferred status was dissolved so they don't have their self-governing status they have a state-controlled term limited board and it allows the state to impose taxes on disney for projects outside of the district's boundaries they have to pay they're $700 million in debt. They don't get to shove that onto Florida taxpayers. They have to do it. And it provides no control of the, the, the whole thing. They, they wanted to make sure it was as transparent as possible. So they wanted to make sure that they didn't get preferential treatment and that they didn't try to, like, try to threaten to leverage the situation to raise local taxes either. And they have a, an avenue was created so that Disney is compelled to contribute to local infrastructure. And they also are prevented from gaining more land through eminent domain. And so that's, I mean, do you realize that they had the ability to build nuclear facilities technically under the Reedy Creek Agreement? Do you realize that, right? I mean, it's wild, but they did. So this idea, I, I'm trying to understand what part of treating them like any other corporation finds offense with, with Mike Pence. I love these people who say things like, well, you know, I just don't really think that's conservatism. Like they're the bouncers of conservatism. Seriously? I hear Nepo babies on The View saying this stuff. Nepo babies who are pro-choice, acting like they're the bouncers for conservatism. Sit down. It's, it's, it's goofy. And this is, this is why Mike Pence will never get elected. Stuff like this. Not because he's trying to take, like, doing a stupid, sloppy hit on DeSantis or the state legislature who drafted the law. But it's because I feel like if you think that that's an anti-conservative move, then I have to question whether or not you know what conservatism is. It's not difficult. Man, I'm telling you, if it's not Sununu, it's somebody else. By the way, is he still like Chris Sununu out in New Hampshire? Is he actually really thinking? Really? We've had two. There have been too many Sununus. We don't need more Sununus. The S- we don't need any more. Okay, a few other things here. Because we've been... <laughs> good heavens. There's been... A, I, I'm looking through some of this other. Because we've had... Where's my other bit? Because we've had some 2020... Oh, who was it? Um, the guy who reminds me of the penguin out of... Uh, or a DC villain. Out, Pritzker. Yeah. J.B. Pritzker. Since we're talking about 2024 stuff. He... Had... Uh, and I have this on my rundown. I'm looking for it right now. There's like so much to look at. Uh, he had 
Here it is. An attack, too, that NBC had noted. He went on a little rant. He's not considering running at 24 for the Democrat side, is he? Pritzker? I can't see him doing it. So he's a big-time abortion guy. He's, you know, a, a Chicago Cook County creature. And he's taken issue with uh, anybody who opposes CRT stuff. So Pritzker signed a law requiring public schools to teach uh, the roles and contributions of people who like to have sex with people of their own gender. Because that's what it's all about. We're not acting like this is like another special culture or anything like that. It's completely built around how someone chooses to have sex, which we were told for the entirety of our lives up to this point was a private issue. Now it's public and it has to be in everybody's face in the form of literally swinging it in your face at a drag queen brunch for all ages. And so he signed a law requiring that students learn all the CRT stuff. And this... Like, like Pritzker has always said, he's the way he always presents the state of Illinois. So it's a beacon to women seeking abortions. That's he, always, he presents it like that. I mean, that is if you can, like, get into the state without getting shot and killed because they constantly cater to the criminal element. The same 1,400 violent repeat offenders that they just completely release back out onto the street. Crime after crime after crime because of the restorative justice that prioritizes the feels of the criminal over the justice for the victim. They said this is actually, uh, what is it, the leader of one of the PACs, the political PAC, Terry Cosgrove, that works with Pritzker, says, Pritzker is put, talking about Pritzker, quote, the governor has put Illinois on the map as one of the most safe places for women across the Midwest to get abortions. And then he was like, oh, well, Florida's doing everything in their power to make it illegal and dangerous. Wait, you're trying to, the fact that they put Illinois on the map as one of the safe places for anything? Kane and I can say Kane's families. You're from you're from Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, didn't not from, but did spend a couple decades. My parents still live there. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. now, I have brothers well, that live in there. And um, so yeah, safe. It's Cook County. Yeah, no, Chicago. Cook County's the worst. Like As, you can walk on the street and just. A I mean, it's well known that Cook County dictates for the rest of the counties south of Cook County in mm. Illinois. Uh, there's there's uh, so many great counties south of Cook County, but. That influence that they have on the state. I mean, the outsized influence is wild. It's crazy. It is wild. Like, you can't get anything done in Illinois because of, because of Cook County. And everything is taxed to the hilt. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the hilt. Everything. everything. And you've had a whole bunch of guns banned. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting that Pritzker, like, was trying to take pot shots and do all this stuff. But I, I don't see him as... as uh, I, I don't know. I just don't see him as just, I can't, he, he's not going to be, he's not a formidable primary contender. I don't see, I just don't see that at all. No. We have uh, more on the way. We have headlines coming up. And we're also, yeah, I mean, there was a guy, a resident who said that before they were evacuated, they were coughing up blood in East Palestine. But, you know, I mean, they've been testing the water and all that. And it seems like it's really safe it's so super safe guys i don't know what you're worried about and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech a florida democrat has proposed a bill to ban dogs from sticking their heads out of car windows they said it's a change in an animal rights bill sponsored by senator lauren brooke it would also stop truck owners from transporting unrestrained dogs in the bay the uh, b- the bill is in senate bill 932 
It uh, is going to also criminalize decline cats. And what in the world? I This person has too much time on their hands. I'm kind of just thinking that they have way too much time on their hands here. So they said that it's, uh, it's I don't know. I don't know if they see. Do they see that many problems? Dogs sticking their heads out a window? Stop. This is so ridiculous. I can't see that bill going anywhere. A, because uh, guns save lives. A 67-year-old woman shot and killed an armed intruder. This is Fox 30, CBS Channel 47 in Interlock in Florida. A lot of Florida headlines today. Putnam County Sheriff's Office said a 64-year-old woman shot and killed a man who forced his way into her home. He was illegally armed. 64-year-old Reginald Best. According to the police report, the 67-year-old said she heard the door handle shaking around 3.30 in the morning. She grabbed a gun to see what was going on. She told deputies she thought maybe it was her husband because he works weird late odd hours. But then Best forced his way inside with a gun. She told him to leave several times. He refused and kept saying, quote, they're after me. She told deputies that he raised his arms with the revolver in his hands and believed that the hammer was cocked. So she, terrified that he was just about to kill her, shot him. She called 911. He was taken to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Putnam County Sheriff Gator DeLoach. What a name. Gosh, love it. Sheriff Gator. He told uh, Action News Jacks, quote, you absolutely have the right to defend yourself in that scenario. Of course she does. She was also at home at the time with her 90-year-old mother who suffers from Alzheimer's. And the sheriff said that, quote, had she not had that firearm, we might be investigating a double homicide. I absolutely believe they would have been investigating a double homicide. So guns do, in fact, save lives. Uh, This... I don't understand what this is. New York Post, Japanese officials are investigating a mysterious sphere, an iron sphere that washed up on the beach. It was reported by a local resident and then Japanese officials sealed the beach off yesterday morning. It's a giant iron sphere. It's about four feet and it has a coating of rust and they're just trying to figure out what in the world that it is they said they're asking local officials responsible for coastal management to collect the ball they said that it has a protrusion that would allow it to be hooked onto something it kind of looks like a a mooring buoy but it's is weird it's real weird looking so we had balloons and now iron balls and spanish officials quit over trains that are too wide for the tunnels you can't make this stuff up bbc has the story on there they said the trains are not fitting into non-standard tunnels in northern regions so people are leaving they're quitting and getting fired stick with us politics pop culture and whatever else gets canceled tossed in a blender paid for by sponsored hate mail it's the dana show look we have come Stephen, a very long way in the last decades in fighting racism got a long way to go fighting sexism fighting homophobia and i think what she is saying is nothing more than old-fashioned ageism so that's uh, Bernie Sanders, who pushed back on Nikki Haley, saying that she'd have competency tests for candidates over the age of 75. He says it's old-fashioned ageism. Okay. Wait, so that bigotry is bad? It's not bigotry, actually. I mean, you need to be able to perform your job well. You should be competent. I don't even think it should be limited to age, because I know a lot of uh, 50-year-olds who are dumb as a box of rocks. Uh, I mean, I know 40-year-olds who are dumb as a box of rocks. 20-year-olds. I mean, come on. But I think it's... I mean, he's like, oh, that's ageism. Well, what kind of ism is it to be jealous of people who make money by offering a service and then you want to legislate against them because you think it's unfair that they should be able to enjoy the fruits of their labor, Bernie, while you live off of everyone else like a glorified Karl Marx? Just, you know, legit question. 
Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. I got to get to this story. This story is crazy. I'm not saying I got my tinfoil hat on, but Kane and I went through a whole roll of tinfoil. All right, I'm, here it is. Arkansas cops rule suicide in death of Clinton aide linked to Jeffrey Epstein, who was found shot and tied to a tree with an electrical cord around his neck and no weapon was found. They said it was a suicide. Bill Clinton's special advisor, Mark Middleton, he signed Jeffrey Epstein into the White House a handful of times. He killed himself in May of 2022. But apparently now the police report is coming out now. The family had tried to fight it because they didn't want it. They were afraid that photos would come out. So they the, they said, OK, well, the details have to come out, but no photos are, of the scene are going to come out. So that's why it's coming out now. The scene, what ended up happening, uh, this Mark Middleton guy, 59, he was found dead last May at the Heifer Ranch in Perryville, Arkansas, an hour west of Little Rock. And, and then that's when the judge ruled the details could come out. The report written by Perry County Sheriff's Deputy Jeremy Lawson says he was called to the ranch by worker Samantha McElroy. McElroy had found Middleton's, Middleton's abandoned black BMW. So 46-year-old McElroy walked around a cottage on the ranch and stopped almost immediately after they stepped around the corner because she, start, she started yelling, Lawson wrote. And upon reaching the back of the cottage, she pointed towards the rear of the property and asked if that was a person. Lawson writes, quote, I could see what at first appeared to be a man sitting near a tree. And as my eyes focused better, I could see a rope of some type going from the tree limb to the male. Now, Lawson said that it was clear that Middleton was dead. He could see that there was a gunshot wound to the chest, that he had a knot tied in an extension cord that was around his neck and attached to the limb directly above him. The deputy said that a search of Middleton's vehicle turned up three boxes of buckshot in a gun case, but no weapon. Now, I've got some questions. You know, normally, if you're going to, I mean, he shot himself in the chest and tied himself to a tree with an electrical cord. He shot himself in the chest with a shotgun that they never found. And he tied himself to a tree. I, but it was a suicide. That's the story. I don't mean this in any way that makes light of a man's death, but that is a new level of skill yeah. unforeseen by humankind until now. Because he was tied to the tree. Yeah. And how... I just, I don't, I, ooh, I don't even know. Now, according to the Arkansas Times, Middleton's family said that he was suffering from depression recently. They, he was, he had, uh, he had, Middleton had flown on Epstein's jet, the Lolita Express. He was a special advisor to Bill Clinton in the 90s, signed Epstein into the house seven of 17 times the late pedophile visited. And... He had been apparently working for his family's HVAC business in Little Rock. So the family was saying that he is suffering from depression. His life in recent years was a world away from how he lived in the 90s. As though that, I don't know. It is just weird to me. He's pictured on the, he's pictured with Clinton, you know, all these, you know, number one different. I mean, I, I just don't 
see. This is weird. I'm reading the state. I have the statement now. They said that they gunshot wounded the chest, not tied in an extension cord around his neck, attached to the limb directly above him. And so he was hung. And I, we've all, there's a lot of questions here. None of this makes sense. So he shot himself with a shotgun that was never recovered. Did he, I don't understand how you get rid of the gun after you shoot and kill yourself. Right? I mean, let's just play this out here because they're like, no, 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 nothing to see here. It was a sad, sad suicide. That's what they said about Vince Foster. How many times does somebody with the Clintons end up getting killed? Like, didn't they have that one aide who was killed? The Seth Rich, Rich. Vince Foster. I mean, how many times are people around this family going to get murked? I mean, I'm just, you know, sorry, suicided. How many times are they going to get suicided? I, none of this makes sense. He was apparently the authorizing signature on all bunch of these visits. Now, can you have thoughts? You're like very yeah, fidgety I, over I, there. I have thoughts. You, do you, so you don't believe that this was a suicide? Yeah, no. He How would, do you shoot yourself in the chest with a shotgun and there's not a shotgun, say, I don't know, next to you? Mm-hmm. Or still in your hands, mm-hmm, maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, or somewhere around, even like a foot or two away? Um, and then you also tie yourself to a tree? Yeah, I've got a lot of questions about how that works. Doesn't It doesn't really make a lot of sense. I don't know... I just, I don't even... I mean, what would a medical examiner... How can a medical examiner say, oh, this was clearly suicide. It was a shotgun blast to the chest, and he was tied to a tree. So clearly, the fact that we haven't found a weapon... Mm-hmm. Um, how do you even conclude that's a suicide? So the DA, the medical examiner, they'd all have to sign off on this idea. It's just crazy to me. I mean, this is... I mean, I, I look at the, like, I go back and I look at the Vince Foster thing. He was found in Marcy Park in Virginia. And there were a lot of questions about that. And that was going by Ken Starr's report. I'm just saying there, some people speculated that, oh, he did it because he didn't want to testify against Hillary Clinton. Some people were saying that, oh, no, somebody killed him because of the way that the the entrance wound, etc. I don't, it just is too, I just don't believe in coincidences with stuff like this. Is that, it's not bad. I mean, these are, these people have lied. I mean, this is just weird. And all has to, all these Epstein people just keep getting suicided. And now they're, and with the Clintons. Just, it's weird, man. I got questions. It's weird. But they, I mean, it could be, it could be that, you know, he was depressed and sad that his life was so different, but I just really doubt that. I just don't, I don't see that because he had kids, he had a couple of daughters and they're still in their teens, older teens, but teens nonetheless. I just don't see that. I mean, if he signed in to all this stuff with Epstein then, and he was on the, the jet itself Dude saw some stuff. It kind of, maybe he thought death was safer. He saw some stuff. So I don't, I just, I got a lot of of questions of that. No weapon was found. How do you commit suicide? No weapons found. 
He had I mean, buckshot and a gun case, but no gun. I think their thin argument on that was that someone may have stumbled upon it and just took it. Nobody took believes that. Nobody. Be- they went to Heifer Ranch, a pri- private property. Somebody right. stumbled out, and you would have to know where to go. Right. And found it. No, I don't think so. Nobody believes that. I mean, I don't anyway. Mm. I just find I need less and less tinfoil these days. You don't want them to. You want them to see in your head. Yeah. I don't look. This is all. The, this is all beyond coincidence at this point, right? Mm. I don't think I need a tinfoil hat anymore. I'm telling you. I think the uh, conspiracy theorists are up quite a bit mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it. So uh, a couple of things. Rasmussen, there's a new poll out. They found voters are not buying into woke politics. Seventy-two percent, and it includes a majority of black participants. And it also has uh, Democrats and Republicans. Ooh. Ooh. I haven't broken this down, but I will for tomorrow. And apparently Trump just arrived in East Palestine. And I don't think that there's any video out yet, but apparently he has arrived in East Palestine. Nobody in the, nobody in the government. Hey, Biden did call from Warsaw, though, Kane. Yeah, he did. And he's sending he Poot. Poot's going to arrive tomorrow. After his personal time. Yeah, he's got a personal time right now. Don't bother him with his personal time. But he's gonna he'll be there when he feels like it. He'll be there. I mean I got questions. That one story though, that totally creeps me out. Just missing gun, but it's a suicide. Mm-hmm. We have more to come. We have uh today in stupidity on the way. And yeah, Adrian, who listens to the show, says, what kind of CSI unit can't figure out how someone dies from a gunshot wound to the chest with no gun who also tied themselves to a tree after they died? Yep. Yeah, after he died, tied himself to how? I mean, and it's in Arkansas. I guess the Clintons still have a lot of, you know, a lot of contacts there. I don't know. Yep. Dang, don't be doing no business with a Clinton if you're in Arkansas. Oh, boy. I'm just saying this kind of stuff makes you turns people into conspiracy theories. And we have every right to this guy doesn't. Nah, he murked. This dude was murked. Yeah. It's just there's no no. Mm-mm. These guns don't do it by themselves. I know the left believes that, but that's not how that works. Uh, we have more to come, folks, as we get moving here. We got uh, today's stupidity on the way. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I mean, my parents were exiled from Cuba, uh, our country of birth, uh, their country of birth. I was born here in the U.S. And, you know, and and we saw what what happens when uh, a leader says, give us all your property, give us uh, all your business. Don't worry, we'll make everybody equal. And they did. They made everybody equally miserable and equally poor. Mm, mm. That's Miami's mayor. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, who says socialist policies are making everybody broke, equally broke. And he's right. Welcome back to the program. He's a thousand percent correct. I'm going to tell you something. You are never, ever going to be able to convince people who whose families came from, you know, places of um, tyranny or where you have socialist policies and then they see freedom. You're never going to convince people of freedom isn't good that capitalism isn't good when they grew up with policies where they saw the opposite with socialism communism it's just not something that's going to happen Mm-mm. he is exactly right i'm telling you florida may be republican forever now forever ever forever ever forever maybe republican for all time now it could be but you can't doesn't mean that you can get uh, complacent you all saw what happened with colorado so i i i 
just it's just I think that that is uh, pretty fascinating. And I, I love hearing people speak out about the truth of socialism. Now, a couple of things to know. So tomorrow, one of the things that we're going to dive into, it's going to be a little bit of a meaty topic. The Supreme Court is looking at a case right now that has to do with the Federal Communications uh, Decency Act. That's our Section 230, the Communications Decency Act of 96. It's uh, Gonzalez versus Google. And that could have a major effect as it relates to speech online. And we're, I'm going to explain that to you. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. And I'll send out in the uh, email for uh, radio prep, I'm going to send, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to send out just some of the stuff that I'm looking at that you can kind of use as like a, a primer for the conversation. Just so you know, you, you need to know it regardless of whether or not you're active online the repercussions for speech on this are really heavy. And so they're very hesitant uh, with, with these kinds of cases. And so they're looking at it. We're going we're gonna to break it down for you tomorrow. And in addition to that, uh, Mayor Secretary Buttigieg is going to be in, going to be visit. well, supposedly going to be in East Palestine. Maybe he'll make it there. What, you know what I'm thinking that he's going to do? They're going to pull up. And like this big SUV, and then they're gonna, he'll get out and he'll be like, you know, maybe 1600 meters away from the town. And then he'll get out, and then what he's gonna do is he'll get, they'll get a bike out for him, and he's gonna get on his bike, and then he'll pedal. Yeah. He's gonna pedal up to East Palestine. That's what he's gonna do. And then he's gonna write a book, Pedal into East Palestine. And so I'm just waiting. Anyway, he's gonna be there tomorrow. We're, we're, we're sure that all the people in East Palestine are just excited for that. Trump's there right now meeting with people. Um, but I'm sure that all the people in East Palestine can't wait for the Department of Transportation Secretary. He's, I don't know. Anyway, so we'll, we'll have all that for you. Oh, I almost going to, uh, today's stupidity came. Yep. It is Pete Buttigieg. He's peddling while pandering to, uh, the people of East Palestine. This is him when confronted about him visiting East Palestine. Listen. Arrange a conversation. Uh, sure reach out to I do, and I shared it with the press many times today. I'd refer you to those comments. Would you mind sharing it with us? No, I'm going to refer you to the comments that I made to the press because uh, right now I'm taking some personal time. He's taking some personal time. Just taking some personal time. He'll get there tomorrow. Just taking some personal time. How many people get sick? How many animals die by tomorrow? But, eh, he's got personal time. Don't you interrupt his personal time? He's got children to chest feed. I mean, how dare thou, sir? All right, folks, that does it for us tonight. Sign up for the newsletter over at Substack Chapter and Verse. Have a great night. I'll be back with you tomorrow.